0: Hello folks, this is Jason here, and thanks for tuning in to the Santa Banter Podcast. A quick message before we start the episode. The last thing we want is to ruin the Christmas magic for any children out there. We will be discussing some of the -the behind-the-scenes aspects of the Christmas season, so it may not be best for little ears to hear. Parents, we do encourage you to listen though. You might learn a tip or two about making the most wonderful time of year a little more magical. Anyway... On with the episode. And And welcome welcome to Santa Santa Banter, Banter, a podcast for those who love to get dressed up in the big red suit. Hi, my name's Santa Jason.
1: And I am Santa Dave. And this is episode 12.
0: First day on set with Santa Dave. Good morning. Good
1: afternoon. Hello. What time What, what you, time I, is it? I don't even know what time it is at the moment. It's been <laughs> been inside the house. I haven't left the house for four days at this point, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and daylight savings doesn't help as well for those states that, that get it. It's nice, but it's also uh, very kind of throws
1: you out at first, doesn't it? It does. I have I, always had this belief that we should just meet in the middle. Do a half an hour, like, rather than changing it every six months or whatever. Just meet in the middle halfway through just keep it at that standard time half an hour you know of daylight saving so we you know we'll get half an hour less sun in the afternoon but whatever like <laughs> so it's basically, basically adelaide
0: season. time forever
1: that's it yeah exactly
0: <laughs> adelaide becomes the capital of australia and all of the uh, the times based around it fruit shocks and farmers union ice coffee for everyone
1: <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't complain <laughs>
0: Actually, I know this is a bit of a uh, side topic uh, without notice. Favorite prepackaged iced coffee, Dave?
1: Ooh. Ooh. Um, okay. All right. So, I don't like overly sweet iced coffees. So, yep. um, I cannot remember the name of it, but it is one that is made with almond milk, and it's it doesn't have ooh. any sugar in it or anything like that. So, it's just like a nice almond latte coffee, like, yeah. So... If I'm feeling a little bit cheeky, I'll probably have a dare, like a double espresso dare. Um, yep. But otherwise, yeah, usually not too much sugar because I find that iced coffees, while they're amazing, you can get, you can feel sick pretty quickly from them. If you drink oh, them too fast like I do. <laughs> what about
0: you? <laughs> well, I'm a big fan and I say this as I sip on one of drinking cold, like coffee from the shop. You know, you get the, excuse me, just did a coffee but while I'm talking about it. You know, you get you a couple of shots of coffee with cold milk and ice. So, oh, yeah. I say to the coffee shop at the end of my street, if I'm wearing a beanie, it's a hot coffee. And if I'm not wearing a beanie, it's a cold coffee. <laughs> um, but prepackaged, packaged uh, there's a company in... I think it comes under Paul's, the, the milk brand. Yeah. Yeah. But it's called NT's Own or Northern Territory's Own uh, Ice Coffee. And it's got a little bit less sugar, but it's got that bitterness of the coffee a little bit stronger. Yeah. Um and you can only get it in the top half of Northern Territory. So I know that not oh. everyone who listens to this goes there regularly and can, can have it, but um yeah, it's quite delicious. And when that, I'm there That sounds uh, ideal. I, I make the most of it. Yeah, right. That's you're yeah. probably the same as me. Do you like that bit of bitterness from the yeah, coffee? And,
1: absolutely. Oh, I like to know I'm but drinking again, coffee, you know? Like not a milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The problem with that, though, Dave, is that when you're in the Northern Territory in October, when I was there this time last year, and it's like 30 degrees. You don't always
1: feel like a iced,
0: you know, iced yeah. milk beverage.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> just a, just
0: a bottle of water would do, right? That's it. That's 100. <laughs> maybe a, a maybe a soda water from time to time to get the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Dave, we've got a. Uh, we got a question this week from uh, from a listener, Nick Lonigan. Shout out to Nick. Um, he's starting as a Santa this season and had some questions for us.
1: Yeah, we're starting to get a few messages uh, from people that are doing Santa for the first time. Um, I've managed to rope a few friends into it this year, um, just to you know do some casual Santa gigs and stuff like that. And so we thought we've spoken about some of this stuff before, Jason. Where Some of the you know what to do on your you know first day of set or what the kind of things you need to know as a Santa. I don't think we've ever structured it out quite nicely like we have today. So we're going to be going through what you need in your kit bag, um, what to do on your arrival for the first day, um, how to you know perform in photos, um, and also what you need to bring um, around in your Santa sack. Um, So it's much like first day of school, isn't it, Dave? Like (laughs) it is. It is. And we are your parents telling you exactly how to, <laughs> you know, what to bring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if you need to cry on our shoulder before you go and sit in class, that's okay. I've got a box of tissues right here. <laughs> that's, that's a tissue box. Yeah, yeah. We're we're here to support you and and you know give you a few extra chalky treats in your lunchbox.
1: That's it. That's it. Because it is it is. Um Scary. It's intimidating. It's nerve-wracking. Because you, if you've never done it before... Because um, I was talking about this before. My first gig ever was at a pet photography session um, at yep. the RSPCA. And I, uh, I'd never put the suit on before. Well, i put the suit on before, but I'd never put it in front of people, you know, like strangers. And um, it, I'd never been paid for it before. And as well as that, like, I think... I practiced the voice in the car lots, right? My wife was sick of me yep. practicing the voice yep. and all that kind of stuff, which you know isn't isn't a requirement, but it was something that I I felt comfortable. Uh, I felt like I would be more comfortable if I had a, a voice, um, and so yeah, my first gig was at the RSPCA, and I walked in, put the suit on, you know, and then the photography set shut down. The none of the equipment was working, so I had to. I was forced to go and work out, yeah, you know, and and just on the spot, just figure out who my Santa is and, um, yeah. And that kind of thing. And, and so I was petrified, but I was really thankful that I had that experience that I just jumped headfirst in. Um, and what was your first day like? Do you remember Jason? Uh, I remember my first day. I was actually able to go to my set
0: the day or a couple of days before, but it was going to be for a proper dry run of everything. And, uh, due to equipment not turning up and things not being quite ready. And the set had actually had to be moved the day before. A couple of little logistical things. So we got to... um, I remember we got to meet the set team, the people who I was working with, um, and got to kind of get a feel of where the change rooms and the toilets and and come up with some of those procedures. So uh, first day was nervous and i know that i've mentioned it before it's really awkward to deal with the kids um when you know you've for so long any kid that's not yours or a friend of yours you've keep you know you keep your space with because you know parents are kind of uh funny about people who they don't strangers. know just interacting with their kids yeah um strangers yeah so i remember not wanting to kids on my lap or, or giving the kids the option where they wanted to see it and, and things like that but we only had a couple of photos that day i think it was only two or three it was very minimal because it was the mm. start of november and um tr- just trying to get the voice right and trying to get the character right with kids walking past it was a great start to warm into the character so by the time i got to a couple of weeks in and i was fully immersed and fully yeah. comfortable um, but I probably much like most people and it it 's getting comfortable with your surroundings and how you want to set up your stuff, yeah, and just how you process not process how you um, how you just feel in your environment and once you feel comfortable, that helps you feel comfortable with the character as much yeah. and um using that time particularly early on or or coming in earlier uh was really useful
1: and we're getting into your routines and everything as well. Uh, had mm. you had you seen other Santas before obviously you've seen Santa before, but had you seen other <laughs> Santas and thought about things that you could take from them or learn from them had you had any of those experiences before I did it much
0: like you we did training day um a few weeks before mm. and I took a lot of notes and and spoke to a couple of Santas afterwards, really trying to get some of the some of the stuff that we're gonna talk about today down pat um uh, just just on how to do the little things You know, obviously putting the suit on fine And, and having all of that stuff But just how to interact well Or how to do the photography Moving the people through And, and just the practical side of it mm. um, But even then, when I was out on set There was another Santa who had done it for a long time Actually was on before me mm. um, And came back and watched me for a little bit in that first yeah. little while so after he got changed he came back and just kind of gave us a few tips and he he was really helpful in getting things rolling with me and, and giving some feedback on our specific site as well so yeah. you know some of the stuff is all general but once you get there there are little things that how does your site look can everybody see you our first site there was no the, the lines were basically straight in front of us yeah. whereas then last the next year was curled around and you couldn't mm. see for a section so you've really got to tailor your how you do it to how the crowd looks too so you can keep people engaged but also not ruin anything if you have to like fix your beard up or stand up yeah. and you know fix your undies or anything <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah don't be so. a, don't be afraid to ask for feedback um as well from other santas or um if you're if you've got other staff on set you know mm. feedback is always a good thing we're you know, um, it might be a little bit more difficult if you're doing Santa for the first time and it's not a, you know, a set, if you're out in the, in a town yes. or something like that, but absolutely, maybe ask a friend to come around with you and just give you some feedback or, um, practice at home in front of your you know, kids or wife or, um, mates 100%. As well. um
0: and take yeah. some video, like just set your phone up or camera up in the corner and just, perform to that as though you were in front of 50 people doing a Santa and see how you look.
1: Yeah. 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 And if all else fails and you need someone to watch and you need some tips, there's a couple of Santas on YouTube or you can watch one of the documentaries that we've spoken about in the podcast before. Mm. Um, You know, I am Santa Claus and there's one called becoming Santa Claus. There's different ways of picking up the tips and tricks from, from other guys too. And and of course uh, watching people on set, you know, Hanging around a set and, and just watching—that's
0: a great one. And that's kind of um, the first main point we're, we're going to get to is talking about your arrival on set and what yes. some tips and some some procedures when you first get to set and your first arrival and and how to maximize that. We um, mentioned a couple already that to, to get to meet your staff first, or or at least the one who's running the area you're in or or who you'll be working with. If that's a a photographer, if that's an elf that, or or someone from the center, get and meet them first and have a chat about what you need and what you want and what they need and what want. So you can, it's pretty similar to any business or any event really just getting that relationship so you can work well with each other.
1: Yeah. Develop that relationship. And they're probably the people that will give you feedback as well, whether you like it or not. So, um, getting a good relationship and getting off on a good start is a good way um, to Mm. go about it. So, you know, obviously meeting the set staff, the managers, that kind of thing. Um, But even when you arrive, make sure you try and figure out, if you you don't the first time, it's okay, but try to figure out where you're going to park or how you're going to get into the um, centre is really important because there's been, you know, at some shopping centres, and I think especially towards the end of this year now when Victoria opens up a little bit more um, and across the country as well, um, you, things are going to be busy I think I think things are going to be a bit busier maybe than usual uh, people are dying yes. to get out so yes um, make sure you know where you're going to park find a good parking spot there's always spots in, you'll find it as you go through the season there's always parking spots that don't tend to get filled first uh, I used to find it yeah. when I used to work at one of the sets. There was a little car park that looked like it was under construction, but it wasn't, and it was always free <laughs> there. Um, and then, luckily, the last that. couple of years I've had staff parking, which gets busy too. Yep. Um, but I, I found that the, you know, there's five levels of staff parking at the centre I've been working at, and you know, from level the ground level up it was always full. But if I went down two levels, yep. there was always spaces. I never had any trouble whatsoever because yeah. I think people came in and just went up. And rather than looking down, so, yeah.
0: And particularly when you get to the last few days before Christmas, the last week, things are absolutely mental at shopping centres. Oh, yeah. Absolutely crazy. So finding that spot, or even I, I did it a few times, just actually saved time and and parking. Is I would get, I lived close enough to the shop that it was a ten dollar Uber ride. So mm. instead of going and paying, um. 7 dollars for all day parking and having to drive around and find a park uh, I'd actually Uber into to work and then Uber home so that I didn't have to drive around for 15 minutes and potentially be late for work.
1: Yeah.
0: Um yeah. on those last few days like Christmas eve I did a double shift and I was like you know what the last thing I want to do is drive around at 8:30 in the morning and find a a park. Um
1: no, yeah, if you can get someone to drop you off sometimes or if you can take a bus. Mm. Depends on whether you've got to also carry your uh, your suit with you. Um, yes. So, you know, obviously if, you, if you're at a centre or somewhere where um, there's no storage for your suit or there's no, like, change room that you can leave things in, then you're obviously going to have to bring your yep. suit with you. And the best way to do that is in a suitcase. Um, so... Most of us, we all have a suitcase on wheels, or we put our suits in our boot, everything like that. And then it doesn't look as uh, obvious if you're carrying around, you know, a suit bag or a costume bag. Absolutely. Um, Yep. It looks a bit weird sometimes if you (laughs) the suitcase, but you could have just bought it from Mire or, you know, something like that. Just an op
0: shop, just a twenty dollar one from a from an op shop or a reject shop that just to put everything in because we've all got unique things in our kit bags that help. get you through. Dave, do you want to run through some of the things that's in your kit bag that yeah. may, you, you find so useful that aren't necessarily everyday things?
1: Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So uh, breath mints is a big one uh, because as much as you love, hate it, like with the beard on, uh, especially if you're a, a, mm. a designer bearded, uh, we learned that one from, <laughs> from our Santa a couple of weeks ago. It's not a fake beard, it's a designer beard. Um, And so they can get a bit smelly And so breath mints are always the best Especially, you know, if you're out for lunch and you have sushi Or, um, you know, you've got coffee still in the morning Breath mints are a really important one Yeah, Uh, baby powder is also another important one To make that, the wig and the beard smell fresh Um, Particularly
0: if you're a a bald or a short-haired Santa too mm. Putting a bit of that on your head underneath the wig To absorb some of the sweat is Mm. Even on your face, I'll put a bit on to absorb that extra sweat so it doesn't yeah. go into the beard or the wig, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know what, as well, afterwards, um, after a set, I'm always really sweaty, uh, so I, when I take the hat off and the wig off, it's really gross, right, and I usually, this year yeah. I've got a shaved head, but usually I have, uh, you know, hair, um, I found, like, dry shampoo, <laughs> really like, just, you oh, know, okay. give it a dry and then put some dry shampoo on it, it means that my hair isn't all over the place and flat from the wig and it kind of, you know, it's like putting product yeah. in it again, but it just cleans it up a little bit as well and doesn't make it smell. So dry shampoo.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. I am um, on the baby powder as well. I take a second like Coles shopping bag at the end of my shift and I'll put the baby powder in the wig and then that inside the Coles bag so that then if there is any sweat, Until I get home to hang it out or or whatever, Mm. I'll put more baby powder in it. I don't think you can have too much... Well, if you can start seeing it in the air everywhere, (laughs) but you can't have too much baby powder to help absorb the moisture from it and and keep things fresh. And also, babies are so familiar with that smell that if they can smell that over deodorant or Mm -hmm. body sweat or all these other things, they feel a lot more comfortable.
1: Yeah, Um, and pop that baby powder in your boots as well. Just anywhere, mm -hmm. you know, anywhere that... um, you know, that's closed off and gets sweaty. Like, yeah, you're wigging your boots. Um, and obviously, wet wipes is the important thing as well. Um, yes. You need wet wipes for a couple of reasons. Uh, one of those is obviously clean yourself up afterwards if you've been a sweaty mess. <laughs> but also, um, there's accidents happen and kids and uh, totally. and pets will pee on you or vomit on you. And you want to be able to quickly, you know, clean up the suit um, as quickly as possible. Uh, yep. Yep. Because obviously you can't. And go not and get everywhere it water. has a shower. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everywhere has a shower
0: too. Like I, I was lucky that my set last year had a shower mm. um, that we could use pre or post. Um, but not everywhere does, Dave. So no. having the wet wipes there helps keep yeah, everything the way yeah. it should. You
1: can go. You can um, go and have a you know, uh, go shopping afterwards as long as you've you know, wet wiped yourself <laughs> down.
0: Absolutely. Um, I would also wear on my, um, on my. Uh, kit. I also wear footy shorts and a singlet underneath my yep. suit. So I would always have a spare pair of footy shorts or, or kind of shorts. So that way you don't have straight underwear on the suit and then the singlet would help absorb some of that moisture or some people would wear a t-shirt, um, absorb that moisture. So I'd have a spare one in case you, it's a really hot day and mm-hmm. you'd, have to, you'd want to swap out halfway through during your break to feel a bit fresher. Um, or... You know, just like you said, if someone vomits on you and you've just got that smell of, you, you mm. just feel so much better if you've got the the, um, the change. And I'd also throw in thongs as well. So mm. if halfway through the set or your toilet's not near where you get changed, um, you can kind of just duck back forth to the toilet and you can don't have to worry about going to the toilet in your Santa outfit, which is usually a, a bit of a no-no. It's a
1: no-go. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, obviously, if if you've wet wiped yourself down, if you've you know got your spare on shirt, your footy shorts, uh, you want maybe some deodorant for afterwards as well. Um, you got your suitcase. Is there anything else that you would you would usually bring in your kit bag, Jason? Uh,
0: another thing that I tend to bring in my kit bag as well is um, I bring a towel. Yeah. For kind of the same reasons you bring the wet wipes. Um, uh, one, I think I talked about this at the start of the start of uh, this, the podcast is um, Hollywood tape. I mm. always bring extra Hollywood tape. Um, and if you're a Santa who doesn't know what that is, you can go into Chemist Warehouse or um, Priceline actually was the better one. And it worked out really well to put on your top lip to help stick the beard down or yeah. on your chin to keep it there. Um, it's sometimes called booby tape too. Well, <laughs> I think the booby tape, it gave me a rash on my tongue. and oh, it okay. made it swell up yeah, yeah right. so I, I did exactly that I think I went to Chemist Warehouse and they didn't have Hollywood tape They this is in a little pink tin mm. had this booby tape and after three days of my starter last season my, my lip had swollen up because when I'd rip it, it off, off. Yeah. it would it had an allergic reaction I don't know if that's for everybody or just for me but um, make sure you test that before you go to your set and it made it really hard to talk I had to kind of I had to we talked to Santa like this because I couldn't move my top lip and looked like I had Botox in. And you learn your lesson, learn those things very quickly if you're not, I you know similar to me, Dave. You've only dealt in very minimal makeup before. Yeah. As if you're someone who like you know my partner who knows makeup well, she was straight away like, why did you use that? That is not designed for your face. That's designed for. So uh, you know, if you're fresh in the makeup world, uh, do, do do some prep on that before you before you start trying things like that. Um, <laughs> I'd actually also in my kit bag. I'd always leave a couple of couple of dollars as well, like five dollars or ten dollars. Um, that way, if I uh, get one of the staff to get me a coffee or a yeah, you know, a coke or something, you don't have to. Uh, yeah, they they get bigger know.
1: breaks than you, so you know they'll usually yep. have a half an hour lunch break at some point, and it's sometimes nice to be like, hey, I've got a five minute break in you know twenty minutes. Can you just go grab me? Yeah, like sushi or yeah, coffee or something like yeah, that? yeah, a sandwich.
0: And so some of those things in your big suitcase, you would also keep in your Santa sack as well. So the yeah. stuff that you would have with you on set. Um, I used to keep my Santa sack just, um, just to my side. So I'd have my water bottle on one side and Santa sack. Um, I, would, I would put a big box of tissues in there, mostly partially because it's a box and it looks makes the thing look a bit boxier, the Santa sack. But also... Um, to help you dab your forehead if you sweat or so if there's a kid who like sneezes all over itself or um tissues are just such a useful thing in so many um contexts but uh yeah i like to pad it out with a couple of empty tissue boxes as well to make it look
1: like Santa's yeah. got a juicy sack yeah right because um Would- i uh i yeah i for my first year i don't think i actually had a sack um, I don't like I think we kept most things on set and so the set yep. the set people would always have it there if I needed it and for my first yeah, year right. my, my biggest mistake I think was having the water bottle also with the other team like I'd have to ask for it when I wanted to drink all the time yeah and that's not always possible um and that's what's recommended often but I Always prefer to have my water bottle with me, and also what I'll do is I'll either put it under the you know under the chair where people won't be seen in a photo, or behind yes, the actually- sack or somewhere where I can easily grab it. If I've, even if I've got ten seconds before another kids coming in or another family's coming in, I can grab it, have a quick drink, and put it away. If I'd had to ask someone mm. to bring me that water bottle over, it would take too long, or I might even not be able to grab yep. their attention because they might be busy with another customer or another family. So,
0: absolutely, um, that
1: water bottle though needs to have a straw because. Uh, having trying to drink water without a straw in a sense is <laughs> is ridiculously difficult. Um, you, you can't difficult. do it, you'll just end up with water all down your, your beard. So, yep. make sure you have a straw. And that's why they, if you, you know, obviously, we don't advise having a plastic water bottle, you know, disposable water bottle because not great for the environment. Um, but if that's all you have with a straw in it, that's fine. Um, but you can also go and grab, you know, good water bottles that will last you. So, my first. Um, water bottle purchase was this big water bottle. I think I got it from Kmart, or Big W, and it had mm. an ice like block in the middle, right? So I'd put That's that in awesome. the freezer and I would try and, to, to try and keep my water cool. It was huge bottle, right? Yep. Huge, like probably I think one one and a half liters, right? Huge, um, you, yeah. And so what I found with that is. It was probably too much water um by the end of my set i was busting <laughs> but also the ice wouldn't keep the water yeah, cool, yeah. cool long enough so i've, I've now got a double walled insulated red um steel water bottle that looks perfect it hides well on set because it's red um has a straw built in and it keeps the water nice and cool for me because uh, there's nothing worse than drinking warm lukewarm water when you're hot so yeah. um supposedly yeah. that hydrates you
0: better though if you it gets in your body quicker if it's room temperature because it's the mm. body doesn't have to do as much work. But when it's 35 degrees, you're in the suit. You just want that cool, refreshing, yeah, like, yeah. Um, I another thing we should have added as well, sorry, Dave, is to find out on your set before you get there where the closest water is, yeah, and where the closest toilets that you can use are because sometimes the toilets aren't where you get changed, and also you don't want to just go to the closest toilets because you don't want people to see you in the Santa suit as well. So there are the two <laughs> things we forgot to mention before. To make sure before you start, is you know where those are. Yeah. Um, I was lucky that we were next to. On one side was a little coffee shop, and the other side was a boost juice. Mm. So if I needed the water to fill up, the um, the people I work working with could duck off there for twenty seconds, and it wouldn't really hold the line up too much. Yeah. And could could keep water to me as a big yeah. sweaty man. Yeah. Big sweaty Santa.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, knowing where it is, you can fill your water bottle up. But yeah, the benefit of having a big water bottle means that you can, you probably don't have to get it topped up during the, uh, during the, the, the session. At least it's it's there. Yep. Um. So yeah, if you if you want to seek out like a nice water bottle, there's maybe maybe we'll post the one that I got from Amazon. Uh. Or you know, on the website we'll post that on the Facebook. Cause highly recommend. Yeah, great idea. Highly recommend. Great idea. Um. Yeah.
0: What. One other thing that I would carry in my Santa sack that was extremely useful is I went to just a $2 shop or a reject shop and found a hand mirror. Um, Mm. I found just a plain black plastic one with a plain black back on it. Um, You could probably find something that looks a little bit more ornate, like a bit more Santa-esque. And so in between uh, photos or or if it was a little bit quiet or if I just had some water... I could use that to kind of make sure the beard and moustache and, and everything was in the right place. And it's not too out of place because if you see Santa doing that and kids like, why have you got a mirror, Santa? It's like, oh, just to make sure that there's no crumbs in my beard or no, uh, you know, the, the hat's on straight. Like, it's not too much of a stretch for kids to believe that you just, you know, yeah. you, can, you can pull faces in it, you can pucker up your lips and do all the kind of funny things that... Um, it's part of the character, so but that's that's saved me so many times when the moustache wasn't right, or yeah. you actually do have something in your beard that you can't see by looking down. Um, so then yeah. you can use the brush which I keep in there to kind of comb it out, or or put a little bit more tape on, or, or whatever. The, the mirrors saved me so many times.
1: Yeah, and if you can't get a mirror, or it's not if you're really busy and it's not appropriate to grab a mirror out, just ask your set staff to check you out. Um, yep. Get them to have a look at you and see if they can fix anything. I had, a, had an issue, funny story, last year. Um, I was on new hay fever oh. medication, a nasal spray. Oh, and no. I started getting nosebleeds all the time, right in the last couple of weeks oh, of Christmas. Dave. And I was freaking out. Every time I put on the wig and beard, I was like, oh no, I'm going to have a nosebleed. Like, and there's just going to be blood all over the beard. Um, not nice, right? Not nice. And I'm, I, I faint at the sight of blood too. So not only would it be like that, oh, but no. I'd just be like passed out on oh, the chair, no. right? Um, luckily it didn't happen. Uh, but a couple of times it happened straight. As soon as I got down, you know, cooled off and took my and beard off, it just happened. So I was so lucky, but I was always asking the staff, you know, yeah. hey, can you just check, you know, letting you know that I've been having nosebleeds. Can you just keep checking me? Like, and they'll, they'll be happy to do that. They, at the end of the day, they want to make sure that you're all okay and you look good for the photos.
0: Yeah. Wow, that'd be a photo and a half. Of Santa with a nosebleed, thinking you've been um, doing inappropriate things with illicit substances. And uh, <laughs> some people would want that Santa photo. You know, that you've been in a fight with, you know, you're getting a punch on with Santa. I think that'd be a really novel one if it was your last photo of the day or of the year, and you yeah. got a nosebleed. You could and time it right. <laughs> you time it right, but nosebleeds. You don't. You can't set your watch by them.
1: <laughs> no, no. Oh, but yeah, no, no, uh, no hay fever medication this year, other than tablet form, because I don't want that. that. That that was a lot of um, panic uh, that that would happen every time. You know, you get it hot and you start sweating and you feel drips down your face. you oh no, here it goes. Oh no, never was. Luckily, but yeah.
0: Is it is it just sweat or is it booger or is it blood? Like that's it. Which uh, it's the it's the roulette, isn't it? Which which ones are gonna land on now?
1: Which bodily fluid is... I'll tell you what,
0: that's one plus side Dave, of having to wear masks everywhere, particularly during winter, is that if you'd get a little like dribble of a runny nose and you were like going for a walk or you were, you know, at the supermarket, it's like, you know what, I can just hide this till I get back to the car. No one knows that I've got a little booger in my nose or nobody (laughs) knows that... (laughs) That's a bit too much information for some people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mum, if you're listening that I'm talking about
1: boogers <laughs> in my nose. Well, speaking speaking of masks, we're going to have an episode coming up um, really soon where we're going to talk about what this season is going to look like in terms of masks in Victoria and potentially yeah, yeah. other parts of the world. Um, uh, so look 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 out for that one, uh, especially as we get more information from um the the companies we work for sometimes or um just in general the, the you know the department uh, in victoria we're, we're yep. keeping out to see what the go is with masks i'm assuming at this point that we're going to have to wear them which will be odd but um we'll see and we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks keep we'll keep your ears and eyes out for that uh, episode and that'll be, be uh, really
0: handy cuz the uh the person the guest we've got for that um that was her job prior to COVID starting anyway, is dealing with various infectious diseases and working in um, various hospitals and, and also around events as well. So mm. um, for some people, like the person we're going to speak to, it's, it's, a com- it's a combination of all the things that they were doing before COVID. But now, you know, you might study at university for five years and then do all this work and never actually have to put into place. So for some people, it's the the exact culmination of all their study and work yeah. and planning. So um, looking forward to that one. Yeah. I'll keep you posted. Absolutely. Um, but Dave, as we wrap up, another big thing that um, has been mentioned to us is about when you sit down on the seat for the first time and you actually get going in terms of taking photos, what are some genuine practical tips to, to know so you can feel comfortable in that space? Like we've talked about not feeling comfortable to start with And as much as you can get told what to do or as playing the character, Mm. but what do you do when you actually need a photo taken and how do you, uh, you know... you know, There's obviously a a whole episode we could go back and do of um, tips on dealing with kids in that situation, Mm. but as a Santa taking the photos, what do you recommend for a first-time Santa to get the ball rolling and find his groove?
1: Yeah, of course. So uh, for me... Uh, the first thing is always making sure your hands are where you can see them. That'll keep you out of any trouble. So Mm. don't ever, you know, have your hands behind someone's back or anything like that. Uh, If you're putting your arms around someone on their shoulders um, or on your knees, um, especially with COVID, probably not going to be getting too close to people this year anyway, but just making sure, just in case, your hands are where... Um, we can see them and the other big one for me as mm. well is always talking to uh, the parents and the kids and asking them what they want to do so don't just pick up yep. a kid and place them on your knee you know um, ask mm. them you know where do you want to sit do you want to sit next to me or do you want to sit on my knee uh, or you know that kind of thing you can kind of you know get the get the feel for it um, from, from talking to people and of course the the last one for me the big one is make sure you don't place them too far back on your knee. Okay. They don't sit on your lap anymore. They sit on the end of your knee with both legs over, uh, facing the middle. Okay. So they're not straddling your, your leg. They both legs are over. Um, because yeah, that doesn't look good anyway in photos. If they're too far back or they are, um, their legs are on either side. So keep adjusting their legs. Um, ask them to swing their legs over. Um, and that usually works out for the best.
0: And that also helps with oh and too is that if you can... one one of, is, is Sorry, I'll, I'll finish the sentence before I start the next one. Yeah. It helps with OH&S too is because you've got to look after your body and twisting and turning and dealing with these kids. So one of my little tricks is I'll get the child to stand in front of me and go, on the count of three, I want you to jump as high as you can. Mm. So that way as the kid jumps, you can then, you know, hands under their armpits or in a you know safe spot and then you can put them down on the knee. That way you're not bending over while you're Mm. um, while you're sitting down which is bad for the lower back but you can then just let them gravity do its work back on the top of your knee the top of your leg and it's also a fun little game to play with them as well and they feel special yeah
1: Um, just just on the topic of IHNS as well I guess we're going off the photos thing here for a second but Make sure you are always you get up when you can and stretch out your back and walk around. And Yes. Um, when you're sitting on the chair, you know, try and sit up with a straight back. I've forgotten what they call it in acting terms, but there's this, this thing that you can do as an actor that straightens up your spine. Um, and the idea is that that's the best way to sit for a long time. Um, so just be yes. careful the way you're sitting, because there has been times where I've been, you know, slouching back and not had to get up for a couple of hours and... Yeah, it hurts afterwards. Um, so look after yourself.
0: I'm doing that right now as you speak. I was realised I was slouching, and uh, <laughs>
1: um,
0: but the I also at some point I like to stand up. If it's not at the start of when you meet the child, mm. if you if depending on how your set is and how busy you are, I like to stand up and greet the child, or stand up and say goodbye to the child. Particularly if you've got a gift to give them, get up and, and give oh, yeah. them that. Yeah. Um, and then uh. For me I had a great story where I stood up at the end to give them the little gifts and kind of just, you know, give them a high make them jump for a high five. And the little girl turns to me and says, My mummy said that Santa was the biggest person in the world. And she was right. And then there's me as this six foot five, like hundred and seventy something kilo man, just like like internally just broken from this little four year old girl who was so sweet. Um, but yeah, that, that just kind of, it also shows a little bit more, um, pro interest in the, in the child as well. If, all right. On the seat off. I know it's not practical when you get to the really busy times, uh, or if you say you've got an issue with a suit, say your suspenders are broken and you, you stand up and your pants are full, you know, you want to be you know <laughs> careful with all of that, but, um, to, to just those little things to engage the parents and Children and then when you stand up, you can engage the parents on an eye level and have a laugh with them and make them feel special too. And they're the ones that will come back for the return business if you make the parents feel special as well. Yeah. Um. And and like I said, so if you always smile, um, you may not really be able to see it too much in the mouth if you've got the the designer beard on, mm. but you can see it in your eyes and in your you know the part that you can see. And yeah. If you smile when you talk, you can hear it.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's, it, you can... that's a really important tip, is to always smile, because it's so easy to be, like, like especially if it's been a long shift, you get tired, you, you get exhausted, you get, yep. maybe you're a bit frustrated that, you know, things haven't been going well today, or whatever, but always smile, because I've seen Santas in photos that don't smile, uh, thinking that the, the beard hides it all anyway, and you can mm. tell from the eyes, they look dead inside if you don't smile, so...
0: That being said, is if I've dealt with a really, really difficult parent or not so much the children because we'll talk about tricky children maybe in an in episode in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I will smile less and <laughs> it's almost a bit of a um, not a... Not a angry at them. It's like, okay, you've made it really hard for me. Yeah. And maybe it's not a good way to look at it, but this is my repaying of how difficult you made me do 20 shots when the kids are only getting more and more upset, but you're trying to get the kids to be smiling and happy. You're the ones who are making it worse. My, my end is looking a lot, a little bit grumpy at you, Uh, whether or not that's the right attitude. um, We'll, um, we'll swing this around at the end of the season. If it's your first time and, and hear what some of the things you've done to uh, parents who have, over uh who think they're the they're the they're the star of the show
1: yeah yeah um yeah usually it's all about the parents isn't it
0: all about the parents (laughs) and grandparents are worse that's another thing grandparents are always worse but i'll also another thing i'll do with with the parents on that is trying to give them some advice for next year i think we've spoken about this dave is yeah if you know that a kid who's two and a half doesn't really like santa I'll happily... I don't, I don't call it break character, but just bend character and say to the parents, okay, it's, or, or if they're w- less than one year old, I'll say to them, next year, the child is probably going to be a little bit grumpy meeting, meeting me. Yeah. Or, or, you know, so be prepared for that and yeah. come early. And, you know, parent, make sure you get dressed up so that when you come back next year, you will be in the photo. It's likely you don't that just,
1: you're going to be in the photo, yeah.
0: 100%. So... Um, yeah Uh, another thing Dave is you probably found this on your sets is tricks that are specific to your set like standing behind the seat or or whatever that you can use Mm. to get a better photo with the kids Um, but that's a really great thing if you've got an experienced Santa there who can run
1: you through a few of those um, tips yeah that are are set specific yeah Um, absolutely and and, and you might find that also your manager or whoever's working on set might also have some tips and tricks for you. Um, you know, especially if they've been working for a couple of years and they know the, the gist of the, you know, the processes, um, they might have some tips and tricks for you on how to get different poses going really quickly. Uh, you know, I always, I always say to other centers, the first thing you should do is, um, you know, give them a high five and make sure that they're taking a photo of that, you know, they're getting a high five. That's one pose. Totally, And then getting them to, you know, ask them what they want for Christmas, getting them to whisper it to you. That's another photo. And, um, there's all sorts of, you know, um, ways of getting poses really quickly, naturally, without it being like, you know, oh, now do the reindeer ears. Now do, you know, now whisper Mm. to the sand. Now give them a high Mm. five. Um, yeah, and you pick those up as you go. And often the set people will help you with that too. So.
0: Absolutely. Sometimes the little toys or the little bubbles or, or, You know, often the people who are working on the set are pretty good with kids, so may have some um, experience in in that sort of thing that you can then pick up or learn to work with. So,
1: absolutely, um, we could
0: keep going for ages, Dave. This is obviously why we started the podcast. (laughs) But, um, it's uh, I'm gonna have to say it's it's time to wrap up today's episode. It is, Uh, we've got a couple of great episodes coming up shortly. Um, so stay tuned, and uh, if you like Nathan, have some questions that we can try and help. Oh, sorry, Nick, not Nathan. Apologies, Nick. Uh, then um, please shoot us an email, shoot us a, a Facebook message, or, or whatnot, and um, we'd love to address them. But yeah, and we'd Dave, love to.
1: We'd love to start hearing from Santas now, especially as especially in other states, they're starting to go into the Santa season. Um, we'd love to hear from you and hear your first set experiences and tips and tricks that you've picked up, because for us, we're talking about our first experiences and what we need to remember from a couple of years ago now, you know, whereas you are all fresh on it. So um, if you want to tell us a story or you want to be a guest on the show or anything like that, just let us know, send through a message. That'd be great.
0: Love it. Looking forward to hear from you all and looking forward to uh, getting the Santa season underway. So uh, as per standard procedure, Dave. I'm ready. I'm
1: ready. Three... Uh, Two, one. Oh, 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 brilliant.
0: <laughs> oh, Dave. Have a great week, mate. And uh, we'll do this again very soon. And uh, to those who are starting next week, good luck and Merry Christmas.
1: Catch okay. it.
0: If you'd like to get in touch, we are Santa Podcast at gmail.com or search Santa Banter Podcast on Facebook or Instagram.